The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, let's switch gears here for a little bit. If you've been driving over the past couple of months, guaranteed you've seen it. I mean, out here, you probably you see it every day, but it seems to have been more over the past four months. Reckless driving, speeding, dangerous driving, at all more than normal. Let me know, you know, what your experience has been on the text line. There's a new survey from the Canadian Automobile Association saying that almost two-thirds of you say they have seen an increase in dangerous driving on their local roads during the pandemic. Now, it's almost like people have forgotten to drive or, you know, more of the the jerks have just come out to play. I'm not sure. But Jeff Kasbrook is the vice president of government and stakeholder relations with the Alberta Motor Association. He joins us this afternoon. Hey, Jeff. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Were you surprised at um, at the numbers that came out in this poll that that uh, two thirds of Canadians say that they've seen an increase in dangerous driving? Well, I, there was a degree of surprise, and in fact, actually, as you begin to pull back some of the layers of that onion and see some of the areas where Canadians and Albertans uh, indicated that they were seeing uh, increased incidence of some of these driving behaviors, it really begins to shine a light on it. So uh, there's no doubt that COVID has changed and disrupted so many parts of our life. I mean, you were just talking about how we're all now struggling to figure out how to wear face masks. Uh, But uh, chief among some of those changes as well is we certainly know, and especially during the peak periods, that there's far less cars on the road. Um, But for those vehicles that are on the road, we wanted to understand a little bit more about what that driving experience was. And uh, and it certainly had a number of different aspects of it being uh, very revealing. Top among those, the piece that I'll just add is that speeding actually uh, has has reared its ugly head again within the top five uh, driving behaviors that um, uh, Albertans believe are are increasing. And nearly half of all Albertans indicated that they believe speeding has increased during this COVID uh, pandemic period. And we we saw the Edmonton Police Service come out in the first couple of weeks of March, or yeah. the first couple, the end of March, the beginning of April, saying you know that they were nailing high flyers all over the place, and and not just doing like 10 or 20, but in some cases 50, 60, 70. What I found surprising about this, Jeff, was that speeding hadn't topped or hadn't been in the top five uh, for a number of years, like seven years. That's that's exactly right. It's uh, it's been quite a while since we've seen speeding within the top five. We're seeing uh, pieces that certainly can incorporate speeding, like aggressive driving is a bit of a perennial topic um, that is that is always consistently within those, those top driving behaviors that are of concern to Albertans. Uh, other pieces include distracted driving as well, um, and and some circumstances of of that extreme form of aggressive driving, which would be road rage. Those are areas that where we've actually seen uh, a bit of uh, an increase and in, in a consistent um, uh, remarking that this is an area of concern. But uh, speeding uh, hasn't necessarily hit that list, uh, but it, it's it's certainly come back now. And I, I you know I think part of the reason for that is because with the reduced uh, vehicle volume, we begin to make certain adjustments and think that we can uh, drive perhaps a little bit more aggressively. And when we see a wide open road that maybe either wittingly or unwittingly invites us to, uh, to have a little bit of a heavier foot than what we should.
You know what? One of my listeners, Haas, just texted in and said, Jay, with less cars on the road, people feel safer and therefore become more willing to take risks. Yes. Would you Would you agree with that? I, that 100%. Uh, so one of the things that we know about driving is that driving is so behavioral. Um, and, and in fact, in all of the pieces that I've talked about so far, whether it be aggressive driving or speeding or distracted driving, these are all aspects that are within our control. And we always do a risk assessment when it is that we get behind the wheel. We may not consciously think that we are doing as such, but but we do. And when we see that wide open road, it invites us a little bit more um, uh, to perhaps uh, have that heavier foot or, or drive a little bit more aggressively. And so that's, I think, why we're seeing uh, this bear out in some of those numbers. Do you think that um, some people are, you know, maybe because they haven't been out on the roads as much? I know I haven't been driving near as much as I had been prior to March 13th, whenever it was. Um, When I go out, I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Maybe we're just a little bit more aware because we haven't been on the roads so uh, as much as we had been before. We became kind of numb to it, right? If you're in the, if you're stuck in that darn commute uh, to and from work every day. You kind of get used to it. Sure, that that could absolutely be uh, a part of it. And in fact, actually, maybe this could be a great reset for so many of us uh, to remind ourselves that driving truly is the riskiest activity that we that so many of us do within a day. And we also, uh, other th- other than the circumstance of being in a health pandemic, do that risky activity every single day. And and so we really owe it to ourselves and also everyone else that we share the road with, that we're constantly refreshing our driver knowledge and skill, uh, that we're making sure that we are that we are being the kind of driver that we would like others to be around us and around our family members. And, you know, when we talk about speeding, why is it that we're even concerned about speeding? Well, it's, it's actually your single largest determinant of your likelihood of being in a collision, the severity of that collision, and also uh, the potential for a fatality within that collision. And then combine into that, if you're if you're anything like me, what we have been able to do during this period is head outside a little bit. So I've been doing a lot more evening walks in my neighborhood and, and observing um, speeding vehicles. Well, as a pedestrian, I am far more vulnerable um, uh, because of those speeding vehicles. And, and so it's important for us to not only just consider ourselves, but also uh, consider all road users as well. Uh, Jeff, a number of people texting in say, well, the numbers being reported and increased in speeding just have to do with the fact that police are out doing more enforcement. But the numbers we're talking about, you know, are different from the the numbers that uh, police are reporting. We're talking about a survey of Canadians that was done. And and while some people might have, um, you know, uh, a belief that that's, you know, why those numbers are higher, that's not what we're talking about with this survey, right? That's that's right. So we're actually talking about a perception-based survey. So we asked people what it is that they perceive to be um, potentially getting worse um, on the roads. And and so that's what uh, is being reflected in the responses that we're talking about is is what people are observing. And, and in so many cases, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of value in these, in these studies because uh, our perception is so often our reality. And, and in fact, actually, uh, 
when you take a look at some of the enforcement data that's coming out from police, well, that that perception is in fact bearing itself out uh, in reality, where we've seen some of these increased circumstances of speed. But but also, as you said, Jalen, it, it's not just uh, your average everyday, um, you know, uh, maybe 10 kilometers over the speed yeah. limit. There have been some cases of a very excessive speed. For instance, uh, uh, in in Edmonton. Uh, EPS uh, clocked a vehicle going 119 kilometers an hour in a 50-kilometer construction zone on Grote Road. Um, uh, Yes, that is just one example, but nevertheless, uh, a circumstance where this is just not at all acceptable and and could have been far more tragic than just a, a really hefty speeding ticket. When we talk about aggressive driving and reckless driving, because that was kind of you know part of what this survey was was about, what is the difference between aggressive driving and reckless driving? Uh, aggressive driving is is a little bit of a catch-all. So it, when we talk about aggressive driving, we could be talking about um, distracted driving, speed. We could also be talking about just behaviors behind the wheel of uh, of perhaps cutting someone off or just not being at- uh, paying attention and and giving driving that that full. Uh, uh, level of concentration that it requires. When you get more into the risky driving, or or I often refer to it as road rage, um, these are some of the most egregious examples of aggressive driving, where you actually have driver to driver conflict and uh, and potential interaction and 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 circumstances where uh, our safety is is perhaps under very direct threat. Jeff Kasbrick joining me this afternoon, the Vice President of Government and Stakeholder Relations with the Alberta Motor Association. Jeff, can I, I'm just going to throw a couple other questions at you, and, and I'm sure if I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, just some texts coming in this afternoon from listeners, and while I have you on the phone, I'm going to ask you. It says, uh, this person wants to know, is lane splitting legal in Alberta? This is a motorcycle enthusiast that's asking. It's not. It's it's something that you may see when you go to uh, certain U.S. jurisdictions. Uh, for instance, uh, in California, I remember driving in the freeways of Los Angeles, and and uh, what will happen is you will have a motorcycle go in between two lanes and and tightly in between the two vehicles. That is not legal uh, within Alberta. What about riding on the shoulder? For example, if you're stuck in a really long, long lineup of cars, for example, we were stuck in Jasper in that big mess a couple of weeks ago. It was 18 kilometers long, took us five and a half hours to get through it. Um, And the motorcycles, and I'm a motorcyclist, so, you know, I I, I understand that it can be tricky, you know, the stop and go, the stop and go, but all sorts of motorcyclists pulling over to the right-hand side on the shoulder and going by everyone. I believe that that's not allowed or it's illegal isn't it, it that, that's correct that would be uh, on, under that same topic of, of lane splitting where that's uh, that's not uh, currently a legal activity um, and, and I think it's really important to keep in mind that our driving environment can change so quickly so whether it's us potentially trying to change lane or a vehicle needing to actually access the shoulder for what it's intended is to get outside of, of the lane of travel perhaps for an emergency basis you want to be making sure that the shoulder is available for those purposes yeah. Uh, one more, and someone says, you know, I've seen a lot of bikes recently on the Henday and on the White Mud. Um, are cyclists allowed on the Henday? 
and the white mud? Do you uh, they, they are, and, and similar to uh, to any highway. Um, so uh, cyclists are considered um, other uh, road users and, and perhaps not a motorized vehicle, but um, a vehicle of the road nevertheless. And so it's important that we uh, provide that uh, that road user uh, the the proper uh, distance that they require in order f- uh, for them to be safe. But equally as such, it's also the responsibility of the cyclist to be making sure that Absolutely. that they're operating their uh, their bike as safely as possible as well. Jeff, Jeff, I always appreciate your time and, and your insight. Thank you for this. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you betcha. Jeff Kasbrick uh, with the Alberta Motor Association, the VP of Government and Stakeholder Relations. So, yeah, again, uh, 46% of you saying that they've seen that you've seen an increase in speeding in recent months, uh, placing it well ahead of other risky driving activities like aggressive driving and driving a driver inattention. And speeding had not been in the top five here in Alberta since 2013. I mean, I don't know about you. But I have seen just a bunch of jerks on the road. Um, it's like people have forgotten how to drive at times. And, and and if you're one of those folks who have been on the roads, you know, during the last four months, you've probably witnessed it firsthand. If you're a trucker and you're, you know, up and down the highways, you know, shout out to all the truckers listening in right now um, doing your thing. You see it. All of the time, I got cut off just coming out of my neighborhood the other day, and I couldn't believe it. It was just like, did we forget the rules of the road, or did we just get so used to them beforehand to the bad driving of so many people? And and hey, you know, I'll you know throw my, you know, myself in there, you know, um, at times as well. That that we just kind of forgot how bad it was, and now we're realizing it again.